the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, August the 1st, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On August 1st, 1936, the Olympics opened in Berlin with a ceremony presided over, guess who? Adolf Hitler. Today in 1876, Colorado was admitted as the 38th state. Today in 1907, the U.S. Army Signal Corps established an aeronautical division that was the forerunner to the U.S. Air Force. Today in 1944, an uprising broke out in Warsaw, Poland against Nazi occupation. The revolt lasted a couple of months before it was collapsed. It was crushed, as a matter of fact. It was primarily the Jews, the Jews who had so far escaped the Nazis. They were living in the sewers in the what's referred to now as the Warsaw Ghetto. I've been there. I've talked to family members whose parents lived in those sewers. There's shops there now. It's kind of a tourist attraction. And uh, some of the people living there, some of the Jews, their parents were a part of that. And uh, they've now set up shops there in kind of in memory and as a way to earn their living. And they have wonderful stuff there. In fact, I bought some crystal for my wife there. It was beautiful. I got it all home, too, <laughs> changing flights many times as I was getting home from that particular outreach that we were doing there in ministry. Got it home, didn't break any of the pieces, any of the glasses either, so I felt pretty good about it when I hit the ground here in the USA. Today, in 1957, the United States and Canada announced they had agreed to create North American Air Defense Command, NORAD. And today, in 2007... The eight-lane Interstate 35 West Bridge, it's a major Minneapolis artery, collapsed into the Mississippi River during evening rush hour, killing 13 people. I got a letter yesterday. It came to got to my desk yesterday. It's uh, from some of a couple that has been supporting this program regularly, and. Um, there was a, note, a check and a note in the mail. And um, the note said, still enjoying your daily updates. Catch them as, uh, dear Pastor Gary, still enjoying your daily updates. Catch them as often as possible here in Bakersfield on KERI. However, my wife and I are moving to Grant Pass, Oregon area. Do you have your radio show available there? If so, what station? Well, and then he asked that our office change their mailing address, which we have already done. But, um, you know, no, we don't. We're not on the air in, in that area of, of Oregon. We are on in Portland at KPDQ, and um, which covers the greater Portland area, Salem and, um, and southwest Washington. But we're not on in southern Oregon. I would like to be. But I just want to remind... These people are probably listening today. I hope so, if they're not in the process of moving. But uh, to all of you who listen, uh, we our, our podcast, a podcast of the program, 
is uh, is on our website, and um, it's there's f- the last five programs are always there. And like today, you'll if you listen to today's program on the podcast, you'll hear me talking about this. Uh, but um, today's program will show up this afternoon at some point. And so each day one is added and one is dropped. So there's always five days of the last five pro- five days of programming that's there. So you can listen to that anytime you want. You just go to our website. It's Faith and Freedom, A-N-D, Faith, A-N-D, Freedom. Dot us and be sure it's dot, be sure you get dot us because there's so many faith and freedoms out there and I've mentioned this before but people continue to get confused about it. There's a college now that is named Faith and Freedom and from what I've seen about them I've read a little bit about them. I was interested. Uh, they seem to be doing a great job. I kind of agreed with what they're doing. They're talking about the culture and so on. They kind of emphasizing that it's a smaller Christian college I I believe. And there, then there's a Muslim organization that's picked up the Faith and Freedom mantra and, and others. And there's the Faith and Freedom Coalition. Ralph Reed started that. There's been a lot of confusion. Uh, in fact, I was getting sued here a few years ago, or they were threatening to sue in New York or Florida or somewhere. I can't remember now where it was. It was three different states uh, for me using uh, robocalls uh, excessively. We have never used a robocall on this program Ever, I mean, we. I, I hate robocalls, uh, so I wouldn't do it just on that principle alone. But we just don't do it. I don't think it's fair to the people who give us their email address or their phone numbers or their mailing address or whatever. It, we don't allow anyone to ever have access to your information, your name, your your address, your phone number, whatever information we have from you as people who support this ministry, we have never, ever, ever shared it. And I will tell you, as long as God gives me breath and we're doing this, we will never share your address with anyone unless the government pries it out of my cold, dead hands, as Charlton Heston once said about his rifle. We just don't do it. And we've been asked, we've been pressured in the past. I've been pressured very much in the past by the Washington State Republican Party to give the names of our supporters and so on to them. I I didn't do it. I was a great disappointment to them, I think, was their response. But I'm just not going to. It's never going to happen. But we do have this podcast available on our website. We have this. Be sure you get faithandfreedom.us. That's us. You'll see my name right at the top of the page. You can also contribute there. Uh, this program is completely underwritten by the uh, donors, the people who support us financially. And to all of you who do, thank you so much. If you don't, please prayerfully consider doing so. We need you. We need you to stand with us. These are perilous times. These are dark times. And we're, we try to turn on the light every day. And uh, many of you recognize that and support it. Thank you so much. Our mailing address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Cicero, the famous Roman, I quote him often. He's the one that talks about the enemy within. He gave quite a little uh, talk about that. I've quoted it a number of times. It's been quoted probably millions of times. Cicero, Roman historian, a writer, a politician, was eventually murdered 
uh, because of his beliefs and because he was saying it out loud. He, uh, he once said this, quote, The higher we are placed, the more humbly we should walk. I don't know that he was ever a Christian, but he was well aware of the Christian influence of his time and the early church and so on. But uh, he, uh, he, he was a very insightful person because that's almost a biblical injunction. The higher we are placed, the more humbly we should walk. Cicero. The Bible tells us so much about our relationship with Christ and about our relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Often the idea of being a companion to us, not to suggest that God is on our level. He is not. We are way below God, but we are created in his image and his likeness. And therefore, the Bible often speaks of us being a companion or he being a companion with us. I was reading earlier this morning in Psalms, and I was reading Psalm 119, verse 63, in fact. I am a companion of all them that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. As we try to walk in the truth of God's word and walk in the light of God's word that lights our path, we become in a companionship relationship with the Lord, not to diminish Almighty God, who was and is and forevermore shall be, but he brings us into that relationship as a companion. Isaiah understood that in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 10. The Bible says, For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that hath mercy on thee. God loves you, and he loves me, and God has forgiven us of our sins if we have asked him to do so. On the merit of Jesus Christ, who was born of a virgin, of a virgin was crucified on a cross, was dead, was resurrected from the dead, he paid the price for our sins. That's why we can have that companionship with Jesus Christ, with Almighty God through Jesus Christ, that's why we have the relationship we do have if we accept Christ as our personal Savior. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from our unrighteousness. That's what Christianity is all about. Confessing with our mouth, believing in our heart, and accepting Jesus Christ as the resurrected Savior and forgiver of our sins. Only he can do that. That's what Christianity is about. That's what our lives should be about. But we walk in a relationship with God. A lot of people are asking the Republican Party, asking some in the conservative news business, why doesn't the GOP impeach Biden? There's so much evidence out there. It's everywhere. It is. It's everywhere. There's a number of uh, verified information. It's mounting. It's regarding the Biden family business. More conservatives are asking why the Republicans have not initiated impeachment of the president. The facts are staggering. 
I follow it very closely. I do so out of personal interest, but I do so to, for the sake of this program. Facts are staggering. Speaker Kevin McCarthy is explaining why he has not yet initiated impeachment on the President of the United States. One of the reasons, he says, and he said it's a big reason, he said half the country doesn't know about the big guy or the shell companies yet. To inform people, that sounds almost ludicrous. I mean, how could they not know? He's right, though, they don't. 50% of Americans get their news entirely, according to a number of polls, from the secular media, our mainstream media, legacy media, whatever you want to call it. American Family News says liberal media outlets often reveal their bias beyond the headlines by avoiding some issues altogether. And the Biden bribery scandal unfolding right now is sad, but a fitting example. It is. They're right. By now, at least among conservatives, the allegation of the big guy is Joe Biden, who gets 10 percent of Hunter Biden's overseas business deals in his scandalous, scandalous affairs that he's involved in. In more recent months now that Republicans have retaken the House, the GOP-led committee announced in May that bank records, this past May, that bank records show that $10 million flowed through 20 overseas shell companies and landed in the bank accounts of nine Biden family members. The movement of money from unscrupulous wealthy businessmen is a textbook example of money laundering. That's what it, that's what it is. That, that is the definition of money laundering. That's illegal, especially for the President of the United States, but for anybody. Democrats sat on these bank records for years. Democrats in power. They knew he was breaking the law. He knew they were, he was living in a corruption mode as president, as vice president at that time. We know that. A lot of us know that. On the, in the conservative community because we get information, hopefully, from this program. I think many of you do, but other programs as well. And Fox News has, to some degree now, I mean, they're changing and have been over the last several years. First time I mentioned that on this program, I got some pretty strong reactions. People say, how can you even question Fox News? Well, I mean, they are changing. And they're, they're being guided by guys like Paul Ryan, former former Speaker of the House, who is, if there's ever a rhino, he's it. But guys like him, but others, he's on the board of Fox News, you may, surprisingly, but he is. And he's guiding that, and he's guiding it away from the conservative principles that Fox News was built upon. There's some good programs on Fox News Channel. I watch it. I'm not going to boycott it. I'm not going to stop watching some of the programs. But I have become very selective in what I watch. They fired Tucker Carlson because he wasn't saying what they wanted him to say. He was telling the truth as he understood it, and people were listening. It was the highest-rated show on the on the news channel. Boom, he's, he's out. It's not about money. It's about ideology. So anyway, people that listen to those kinds, Newsmax and others that are out there, are pretty well informed. We know these things, but half the country are unaware. They're not even informed. Either they don't want to be or they just haven't heard because they're not listening to the right sources. So 
the things that we know, you likely know that an FBI informant document was released alleging a Ukrainian businessman gave the Biden father and son $5 million each. The IRS whistleblowers are describing a political cover-up, which they're, they were punishing and being punished for speaking out and not playing along with their bosses protecting the Hunter Biden family. At the same time, IRS whistleblowers were discovering a cover-up to protect the Biden family. There's a watchdog group that said this week that the evidence keeps growing that our current president is a corrupt politician compromised by China. He is. Tim Graham of the Media Research Center, he was telling American Family News that the Biden family allegations are getting very serious. Now the congressional Republicans are press pursuing the truth and right-leaning news outlets are reporting their findings. In other words, the more people know, the more concerned they become about our country and about the leadership that we have now or the lack of leadership. Graham says that when a Republican is a president and a scandal breaks, MR, he says MRC documents what he calls a bias by commission, which is when the news media crazily, these are his words, jumps all over the accusation but leaves little room for defense or denial to balance the story. I agree with that, and I talk about that in one form or another often on this program. It isn't just what the news reports. Sometimes, even to a greater degree, the problem is what they refuse to report. They just simply cover it up. The FBI and leadership in our in our 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 main institutions in America have been sitting, literally and figuratively, sitting on that stupid laptop that Biden, Biden, uh, Hunter Biden left in that shop, what, several years ago now. They just wouldn't cover the story. The New York Post did. And they, they were even blocked on media platforms, like social media platforms. Because they said, well, that's misinformation. That's misinformation. Some of them that were saying that in powerful offices knew better. They knew that was all true. But they knew if they could hide it and keep it out of the public eyes and mind long enough, it would become old news. Oh, I don't care about that. That was three years ago. Whatever. And the Biden family would go on harvesting millions and millions and millions of dollars through their corrupt dealings. But now the light is being turned on. It's ever so slowly, but it's being turned on. When a Democrat president says what he says, the media commits bias by omission, Graham says. He said they leave out the facts, they jump straight to the denial. That's true. They've done that to Trump for the last number of years. They talk about all about what he's what he's done wrong and on and on and on. They never report the facts. After the facts, things that Trump has said or done, and this is not a defense of Trump necessarily, it's a defense of truth. But they cover what Trump has said and they point out how that's misinformation. They try to, you know, take him down. And, and that's been the whole movement the last, what, six years now. And then later on, several years later, you find out, well, Trump was kind of right. He was talking about the corruption in, in Ukraine. He made a phone call to that effect, talking to the person that was in charge there, the, the, the president of the country. 
And all of a sudden, he was colluding. He asked him to check into the Biden corruption in the country. And all of a sudden, that the media all just turned their whole force, all of their forces toward Trump and said, he is trying to interfere with an election. Well, I don't know what his heart is. I've never talked to Donald Trump, but he was asking a valid question. What's going on in Ukraine with Biden? And there was enough evidence then to know something was going on. And yet, at that time, Trump became the guy that was trying to trying to change the course of an election in the United States, trying to tamper with it. When in fact, the opposite was true. Now, people, even some of them very quietly, are saying, yeah, Trump was right. Truth is a lonely warrior sometimes. But so far, the news media reaction toward the Biden family, and it is organized, and it is corrupt. They've been pretty much of one accord, the media, and that is to not touch it, not to talk about it. Yesterday was pivotal. Yesterday, Devin Archer, a former close business associate with Hunter Biden, testified under oath. He's been with Hunter in business with the Biden family for a long time. He did so at his, <coughs> at his own peril. Excuse me. He did so at his own peril because I don't know, he doesn't probably know what the, all the consequences are going to be, but I'm sure he was hoping for some leniency in doing what he did. He just told the truth. Those most informed on the matter say Archer's testimony is going to be a pivotal, and that was yesterday, and they haven't released it to the public yet, but we know some things about what were said, and I want to talk to you for a few minutes about some of the things that Archer said in his, uh, told the committee, the oversight committee, in his meeting with them yesterday, under oath. His former business, former business partner, CNN, uh, was speculating about this. They said Hunter Biden's former business partner, Devin Archer, is meeting behind closed doors Monday. They said that yes, uh, yesterday morning. And uh, with the House Oversight Committee on Capitol Hill, the latest development in the Republican-led investigations into the president's son, they said. Archer's testimony, they, they were proposing this, suggesting it. They said Archer's testimony comes as House Republicans appear to be shifting their focus away from trying to impeach members of President Joe Biden's cabinet and prioritizing efforts to impeach the president himself by linking him to controversial business dealings by his son Hunter. And they're doing so with the apparent support of Speaker Kevin McCarthy, CNN was suggesting. Well, they're right. Kevin McCarthy, is go he says he's going to move forward, and he sees already enough evidence to begin to start impeachment. He said he's not going to do what the Democrats did to Trump and just run a banana republic. He said, I have respect for the institutions of America, and he said, I'm going to play by the rules on this, but we're going to move forward on this because we don't have to break the rules. We don't have to become lawless and corrupt to make a case against the Biden family and against President Joe Biden. <clears throat> so that's what's happening. And that's why he has been um, 
seeming to be hesitant to move this forward with an impeachment. There is plenty of evidence there. And McCarthy wants to be sure, apparently, I'm again, I haven't spoken to him lately, but I've been reading a lot on this. And this is, of course, a pivotal moment, a huge moment in American history, because we have all of this stuff going on behind the scenes, enriching the Biden family, not just Joe Biden or Hunter, but all of them, nine of them. And they've been enriching themselves with millions of dollars as a result of the office, the high office that they've been given. Joe Biden. Cicero would shake his head. The higher we're placed, the more humbly we should walk. It seems to me that this is the higher we're placed, the more money we should scrape in for our family while we have the opportunity to take advantage of the trust that the American people have put in us. Devin Archer told the House yesterday, from what we know, they're going to release the transcripts of this later this week, I understand. But what we know now is that he told the House investigators that Hunter Biden included then-Vice President Joe Biden on a speakerphone uh, dealing with other countries and harvesting money for themselves, for the family, over 20 times with business associates to sell the brand, the brand being, in this case, the Biden family. Archer testified that one of those calls included a dinner in China with his Jonathan Lee of the Bohai Harvest uh, Organization. It's a company. Hunter Biden and Archer held their interest in the company through a shell company called Rosemont Seneca Thornton. I talked about that several years ago when they put that together. There was also that Heinz son uh, of um, uh, John Kerry's wife. was She was formerly married. He was killed in an accident to Heinz of like ketchup and all that stuff. They're very, very wealthy family. And so, uh, of course, John Kerry was right there to marry into that money, and he did. But anyway, this son is her son, not his or theirs. But he is also has been involved with Hunter Biden and is Devin Archer from the beginning. So he testified yesterday that all these dinners have taken place and at least 20 calls have been made doing business dealings with the Biden family. And Joe was on the phone. At least 20 calls that he can verify. Republican investigators reveals that this uh, form, this ex-wife of Moscow, longtime mayor, uh, had a meeting with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. He attended the business meeting as well. And then Republican investigators now have found that Batarina, that's the wife of the ex-wife of the Moscow uh, Moscow's longtime mayor, she tra- after the meeting she transferred 3.5 million dollars to Rosemont Seneca Thornton. On February 14, 2014, just shortly after they had met with her. What did they say? I don't know. But it triggered a $3.5 million check to one of their shell companies. It excludes the Biden administration sanctions. Remember when he said he was putting sanctions on Russia? He's going to get, you know, really tough. Interestingly enough, there was a list of oligarchs, very, very wealthy people that he put a sanction on. Missing from the list was Ms. Batarina. She did not make that list. 
because she had friends in high places. Hey, thanks for being with me today. It's always a pleasure. We talk about the things that are happening in the news as we speak live. Thank you so much for being with me. It's a pleasure. I'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.